When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before. But you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Dale. Meet mesquite repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. I'm having, I'm having, I'm doing too much now. I'm, I'm losing my mind on this. Uh, we just had an email come in on that one. Show me your fish. Uh, F you guys. I have show me your fish stuck in my head now. Why? Signed Harold. Why would you have show me your fish stuck in your head? I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's silly. Uh, yeah, what are you going to do? Why did that just happen? I just broke something on the computer. So you just got to fix it. Uh, anyway, this gets me every once in a while. And I don't know why. This this got me again today. We've This is 30 years old. Walker told me I had AIDS. There was uh, the introduction of Haley Joel Osment to the world as, uh, you know, he was on Walker, like Texas Ranger. And, well, he's, mean, he's just see that coped scene, with it. He's coped so... with it, yeah. But the, the, I still marvel at the idea that during the writing process, somebody said, well, why doesn't Walker tell the young man he's got AIDS? You mean the cop? Sure. Why wouldn't a doctor tell these or his parents are afraid? Walker told me I have AIDS. Leave it to a Texas Ranger. Nolan Ryan told me I have AIDS. (laughs) (laughs) Walker told me I've got AIDS. And that was a touching moment. And then everybody's like, yeah, well, you got the AIDS, son. I'm so glad the police and this boy to protect and serve a Texas Ranger. And Texas Rangers, by the way. That's where the Lone Ranger came from. Walker, Texas Ranger, borrowed a lot of those ideas from the old Lone Ranger show. Pushed him forward, which is – I bet you didn't notice that at Volbeat What's during that? a couple of those songs where they had the old-timey Western – like Doc Holliday, they yeah, do the videos. Video. It's uh, – the the scene that they kept clipping, it was a loop, was from the very first episode of The Lone Ranger. Oh, I didn't where, know Because uh, the deal is he goes in and all the Rangers get shot. He's the only one who survives. It's a very violent show, the original yeah. Lone Ranger. And these no, bad guys are up on this hill, and they trap the. It's almost Thermopylae. They have them going through this gulch, and they know they're coming, and they just open fire on them from every angle. It's a turkey shoot, and uh, oh, I forget, I forget if it was John. Uh, damn it! What was the Lone Ranger's real name? John something, and he gets killed, and Tonto finds him and nurses him back. Revenge, and, and then it was like, you know what? I am now the only one. I am the lone. That's where it came from. But a clip from Volbeat, right? and little did we know. 
that they were trained to tell little kids they have uh, debilitating diseases that will uh, haunt them forever. Walker told me I have AIDS. <laughs> You've got an immunodeficiency problem, son. You're a cop. I know, I know, but I've been summoned by the doctors who are afraid to tell you and your parents who are cowards. That was great stuff. After that episode, I wonder how many people actually called the Rangers. Hey, um, my, my kid might have AIDS. Uh, you want to come by here? And hey, we're with the Texas Rangers. I understand you got a kid who's uh, compromised. Yes, he's back there. It's the emaciated, skinny one. That's what we, we figured. It's not your fat daughter. We're not going to tell her. She, <laughs> she's probably going to get an STD or pregnant or something. But uh, Boy, a real-life Megan 911 happened last night. Out to dinner with my dad. Now, this is the most 9-11 Megan 911s of all time. We're at dinner. I took my dad. My dad's in town, and, and he's starting to marvel. Like, he's in a small town. So uh, I've noticed that my dad is now marveling at uh, things that we take for granted again. He lived here in Phoenix for years and years and years, but uh, it's almost like he's gone back in time wherever wherever he lives, where he doesn't he forgot what restaurants were, and he's on this ranch in Texas in this tiny town that's got a place called Kenny's, and that's it. It's a bar, and it's just we'll just go to Kenny's, and I'm like, okay, so this is what your life has turned into, yeah, yeah. He's feeding like he's got he's a and what my dad's done is my dream. I don't know that I could do it. He's got 14 rescue dogs. He's got uh, seven or eight uh, horses. He's got donkeys. Uh, he's he's doing a rescue farm. And he's like, if I had a billion dollars, I'd take them all in. And he goes, it's, it's the best thing. It's awesome what he's doing. But so we're at dinner and we went over. Have you been to uh, 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 that place called the uh, Central? It's the one with the train in it. You've been there. Undertow? No, Undertow's in the building, though. Oh, it's Grand, Grand Central, Central Grand or something like that. Yeah, so Century think, Grand. Century yeah, Grand. Grand that's it. So inside Century Grand, they've got an old. Have you been to this? No. It's this old timey uh, uh, train car that they've built into a bar inside this place that has undertow, which is another awesome uh, speakeasy rum bar, and it's really neat. And that one, that one makes you feel like you're in a boat. And that used to be at the bottom of Sip, but now it's inside here. So I took my dad. We we go there, and it's you got to reserve a spot. You can't be late. It's Monday through Sunday. It's packed. They'll roll it. No, they'll roll it. Not only that, it costs you ninety bucks to reserve like, the spot. Like missing the train. It is like missing a train. It's ninety bucks to to reserve it, and if you're late, you're out. So it was like, let's go. So we get there, and inside this thing, all the windows are these four K TVs that are doing the Silverton Pass train ride, and nice. it, it it's nauseating when you first get on. It's like you're on a train, on a train. and they have wow. the sound effects and everything else. My dad was just going nuts. Like this was the most amazing thing. Oh, this. This is unbelievable. I'm like, calm down, Dad. Everybody's in the same. We're all. I got to franchise this thing, and I'm like, I got it. I got it. So we're. I in can there. crush Kenny. Once he gets. Well, he said that we're gonna we're gonna think about opening one of these in Fredericksburg because that's where the town he's moving to, and it's like this touristy German uh, art town. Oh, we're, cool. we're gonna, one of these things would go over huge in in Fredericksburg. He's going nuts about like he's loving it. So it's been. It's, we're having a great time, having fun. Uh, we chat away. We go over to a place called Aftermath. Uh, for dinner, and we're sitting there talking, and somehow or another, the topic of nine eleven comes up. Now, my dad is not the most sensitive. My dad, you don't want my dad telling you you got AIDS. It ain't going to be as calm as way. My dad basically breaks news to you in terrible ways. You got AIDS. Get yeah, over you it. got the AIDS. Hey, well, well, he would say it before. What do you got AIDS? Like I, when, first time I shaved my head. Oh God, he's the person that doesn't hold back if your hair looks bad or you're wearing something that looks stupid. A uh, lady he was with years ago got bangs, and they were too high. <laughs> they were too high. He wasn't wrong. And they came over to the house, and I'm like, hey, D, what's going on? She was from Long Island. Hi, John. How are you? And I'm like, oh, you changed your hair. Yeah, your father hates it. Says I got retard hair. 
<laughs> I'm like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, he says it looks awful. Can't wait for it to grow out. I'm like, does he tell you this all the time? Every time we go out. I'm like, what a classic, what a classically trained man to be so kind <laughs> to his lady. He says I look like a retard. We got it. I understand. He's not wrong. I'm like, no, he's not. That's the worst part. It's really hard to defend it because I think he's nailed it. So when I first shaved my head, I came out of the bathroom. My mom was like, oh, I think it looks nice. And uh, you know, my sister was saying the nice, right things. And my dad looks and he goes, what the hell did you do? And I'm like, what? And he goes, Jesus Christ. Everybody's going to think my kids got AIDS. You look like the moon. And I was like, look, I'm a little fat. I'm like, oh. And it, that's what resonates. It's just, but he wasn't wrong. At the time, I was a little too plump to have shaved my head. Plus, no one was doing it when I decided to try it. And I did look. I had no facial hair. I, had, I looked like I had cancer or AIDS. I still do, but people are used to it. So he's not real good with bedside manner to speak. He means well. So on 9-11, I was telling him, however it came up, it came up. I think just with all the war and stuff that's going on and this is and that's and, you know, and we brought it up and he brought up the fact that, and most people know, that the girl I was with at the time was in the trade centers. Like she was there. She was Steve Ranasisi there, but she was there. She was really in them. Um, and I always make the joke that they missed, they, missed by, they missed by one. I mean, those terrorists, I hate the terrorists for the wrong reason. So we're talking and uh, about 9-11 and, I, and my dad's like, it was such a weird morning. I remember I was on the treadmill and you and I had talked a couple days earlier uh, about uh, your girlfriend going over there. And, uh, and I knew she was there because my dad would watch the dogs for us if we needed him to. And I'm like, we don't need it this time. We're fine. And so 9-11 happens. And my dad, is he said, I'm watching on the, on the, on the news, and I see that the, there's a little plane has hit it. And I, I, I thought, well, the GPS is off on aircraft. This, yeah. is, this is horrifying. And I said, we had Brady and I were in the room together, said the same exact thing. We'd been on the air for two weeks by this, and it was a brand-new oh, show. Cessna. Stress was everywhere. And we get the call. I got, a, I got an email from somebody that said the World Trade Centers have been hit by aircraft. And I knew that the girl I was – dating was in those things and i'm like who is this why are you who's goofing with me on that so then we turn on we see that it had happened like oh and i think you and i sat and watched that second plane hit and even at that point quiet even at that point it didn't register as an attack i still had it in my head the gps systems are down for the and the planes are going haywire they're rogue what what do we do and a guy called us and said check the date it's 911 and and that was the sim- symbolism of yeah. it. At that very moment at dinner, Megan goes, I never thought of that. And I'm like, it's 2022. Is that why they did it? Are we having a real discussion about it? You just need to keep that inside. She never put the 911-911 thing together wow. till yesterday, Brady. Yesterday. That's a keeper, my friend. That's a keeper. <laughs> Is it? I never really put that together. You don't see nine one one as nine eleven. Uh uh-uh. You didn't ever hear the theory. Nope. <laughs> and we're all just kind of sitting quietly. And my dad's laughing. He goes, "Jesus Christ!" And I'm like, "All right, enough. That's it." And she goes, "I'm just kidding." I'm like, you're not kidding. You're, it's, it was a real nine eleven. Nine eleven. She learned something about the terror attacks. Someone just did twenty one years. Tell the story, John. Listen, you know, that could but they're be. not going to admit it. Yeah, but they're <laughs> not going to say it out loud. Well, I'll keep that to myself. Yeah. But the thing, the reason why it got good is because after that happened, my dad said, and he goes, and then I, you know, I immediately hopped on the phone with you. And I'm like, do you remember the first thing you said to me, Dad, in that tender moment, thinking that, that the girl I was with was uh, in that thing? I said, do you remember the first words? Because I do. My dad called me, and he goes, uh, 
I'm like, hello? And he goes, hello, uh, how you doing? I'm like, hey, Dad, what's up? You know she's dead. There's no way she's getting out of this. <laughs> <laughs> that was exactly First Wow, he wanted to control. It just- it, well, because the buildings had yeah. just fallen. Oh. And that was my dad's my dad's soothing, I hope you're doing okay, Mom. You know she's dead. She's not getting out of this. Prepare yourself. And I'm like, all right, well. And at that point, I'm like, you're probably right. He's in construction. Right. I can just tell <laughs> you. Look, foundation's falling like that. Hundreds of thousands of people are dead, and she's one of them. I forgot. By the by, grizzly death. Just miserable. She got smushed and probably lived for a little bit and just had enough air to think about you and then die. It was, it was a lot of pain she went through. Okay, Dad, thanks for calling. I just want to remind you. That girl you love, she's dead and gone, no question. Okay. So just prepare yourself for that. You're not going to hear from her ever again. How do you feel? <laughs> not good. It's <laughs> a weird out. day. Stop it. I just wanted to make, you know, I love you, buddy. Yeah, okay, thanks, Dad. If you need anything. But that's it. And he started laughing. He goes, did I do that? And I'm like, does it surprise you really that? Not really. <laughs> you know she's dead. That was the first. He didn't say, how are you? Have you heard from her? What are you thinking? What are you going through? Nothing. You know she's dead. <laughs> it was awesome. And I told him, I said, it, it almost was like an icebreaker of laugh because it was so much tension. And there I got Megan sitting across the table doing the math on what the day is all about now. She's refiguring the entire thing. I got my dad sitting there recounting the, you know. I made that call? Oh, he made the call. And, and it didn't surprise him. I just knew she was in there. And when I saw those buildings, I... I called you, and I felt for you, buddy. I'm like, yeah, you showed it with your incredible, soothing touch of a father. <laughs> you know she's gone, right? <laughs> That's the noise she made. At least he didn't try to make you feel better by saying, you know, I never really liked her. Yeah. <laughs> good. You know, to be honest with you, good for you. <laughs> you finally get to move on. Your mother and I can't stand that woman. You ever remember freshen up gum? <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? That's what she was like. You smash her, and then all of her stuff goes... <laughs> Just all over the place. She's guts and, and and just splatter marks. If you need anything, I gotta go. You'll be lucky to find a shoe. <laughs> yeah, they did it because of nine one one. Yeah, that was it. That was how my dad tried to soothe me. Through you know, it's gonna be cool when they use all the dogs to try to yeah. find stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, you should get out there. Those uh, those Belgian Malinois. Those things are amazing. They're gonna sniff up and find your girlfriend. And- <laughs> <laughs> they won't find her. They'll find, but they're never gonna find all of her. Maybe a driver's license or something. Shoe. Some blood. Don't find blood, but there's going to be so much of it from all the other dead people. Thanks, Dad. Anyway, I just wanted to tell you I love you. I care about you. And, uh, Did you ever ring with her? Sorry for your loss. Any jewelry? Maybe. Does she have anything expensive with her? They're going to loot that body. Okay. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Jeez. I would be surprised if they just take uh, you know front load and just shove it off into the Hudson. <laughs> Could be. She's probably going to live in the bottom of the Hudson, boy, with all the other mob hits. Okay. Thanks for that. But it was a very odd kind of uh, tension relief because he's blunt. Maybe that's where I get it. <laughs> but he's kind of like a – I found that I'm kind of the middle between what my mom's soothing, caring sort of – Way to break news. And my dad's, no, 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 that's not how it's going to happen. It's this just incredible uh, 
spoon of a delivery system. I'm kind of in the middle somewhere. He's brutal. I think your dad and my dad would get along just Oh, they'd get along. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's just generational of like, just toughen up, kid. Yeah. Yeah. You know she's dead, right? I mean, he thought he was staying and doing the right things. But it kind of took him by surprise last night because he's a kinder, gentler version of himself today. And I tell you, you know your first words to me, right? Oh, did I do that? I'm like, yeah. That sounds about right. (laughs) And then he defended it. I thought for sure. I'm like, but still, you don't call the person and tell them. That loved one of yours. Torp would have been, have you heard from her yet? Yeah. Well, that's no, a not proper yet. question. Yeah. And I, well, and okay. that's and the conversation went on with my dad, too. Is like, well, I've called her number. You're not going to hear from her. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and he was convinced. I mean, but that's how he copes with things. Like, he puts, yeah. it, he puts it in a box and says, this is where it lives and this is it. Anything that comes out of this different will be a surprise. But I've seen what I've seen in, in the eye test. Nobody's coming out of that thing. And sure enough, you know, got the call later that day, and I had to call him back if she's alive. Are you kidding me? Holy I never would have guessed it. Buy a lottery ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she needs to buy a lottery ticket today. She is lucky because – so I should cancel the funeral arrangements. Are you really jumping ahead? Oh, yeah, for sure. I, You know, I actually was going to send you some of the uh, ashes from the fireplace just to say they found her just to get it. I, I wanted you to be soothed. Here's a picture of her. She's all dirty. She looks retarded. <laughs> Why is she so filthy? What happened? Where's her hygiene? Why is she in blackface? Yeah, oh, she, that's not? She's dead. She's not in black. That she's walking away from the soot of the trade centers. She couldn't find a hose? Okay. You're not going to show people that picture, are you? She looks a little bit filthy. You don't want people to think that's your girl. But then we had the laughs about, well, well I wish you were right. <laughs> would have been a, too bad my dad missed that one. And then we all laughed, and Megan's like, 9-1-1-9-11. Who knew? Everyone did. <laughs> I, was, I was giving myself grief for not figuring out in an hour's time by the, when that caller said, you know, check the, check the date, guys. This is a, symbol, a symbolic hit because we were going on going, I think the airline's GPS is goofy. Like, that was a real plane that just hit that and didn't even strike us as an attack, I don't think, in the room until that guy called and said, check no, the date. The this is one. all symbolism. And we're like, holy Christ, it's, he's right. It's symbolic to the date and the thing. And the, the Trade Center symbolized money and all of our excess in the Western world. I'm like, Jesus, it's a, we're, we're under attack. And that's when it all washed over me. And it took me. Uh, like, I'm embarrassed by the time it took me to figure that out. Megan figured out last night. <laughs> last night she realized that. So it wasn't just GPS issues? No. I'm going to get you a book. Holy moly. You sure are pretty. <laughs> but it was it was hilarious. So a real life Megan 911 in front of us. And uh, my dad's not, he didn't say anything. I thought maybe for sure he'd say something. Yeah, we laughed. But yeah, he marveled at that train. You got to get over that century grand. Good luck getting in though. Jesus, a Thursday night, just jam-packed. And it's just drinks, specialty drinks. And they are meals. They're amazing. You, you did you ever you haven't been to that? No, I've, oh I've been God. to Undertow. I haven't been to Undertow's Central. really cool. They yeah. moved that. That's across. Oh, the Oh, it's hall not in the basement nope. anymore. That nope. Okay. That's a different place now. They're but. putting one in in Gilbert. Too. Is that was the old Diorgiano's yeah, yeah. or something? Right. No, what was the old uh, G- uh, Gino's East? Oh, Gino's. Gino's yeah. yeah, and uh, Gino's East was horrible. That pizza was one of the. And I don't. It's hard to mess up pizza. Boy, they did. Really? Like a cornbread crust, and it, it didn't was, last that long. It shouldn't have. It was terrible. But yeah, they turned that whole thing into these, and it's awesome. If you ever have a date night and you want to just, you know, 
I think the whole thing for the four of us was like 140 bucks, and we all had two specialty cocktails and hung so out. So Century and Undertow are in the same building now? Same building. Okay. Yeah. Right. And Undertow's always been cool. Yeah. That's really neat. And that was, I, I think it might have been cooler when it was at the bottom of Sip, when it used to be in that Jiffy Lube. Right. And it was yeah. underneath it. Uh, I haven't been to the new one. It's a little bigger. It's the exact same thing. But that one makes you feel like you're in an old boat. Yeah. And they do the TVs in that thing. It's unreal. But yeah, they're going to knock it out. My dad was like, I took him to Disneyland. He was losing his mind. This is so, this is so goddamn. Like, you'd be in the middle of a conversation. So anyway, Brady and I were having this thing. He said, goddamn, but this is, I feel like I'm on a train, goddamn it. And I'm like, dad, we know that's the point of this. <laughs> this is so, this is so cool. I have AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know Walker told me. Anyway, and I knew it the second your hair came out. Yeah, it was great. And then, uh, oh, by the way, also, we have to put this out. Uh, there's, it's not a silver alert. It's not an amber alert. It's a facial hair alert. Vaginas of Scottsdale. Five more years under the threat of the beard. Cliff Kingsbury's staying for, uh, well, it looks like. He's got a five-year deal. Kime and him are sticking around. The beard... Will be the Cardinals coach. Cliff and Steve. Cliff and Steve. Somehow or another, this duo's keeping it alive. The beard and the boozer. Yeah. <laughs> Together again. The booze and the beard. <laughs> I'm, I'm driving. <laughs> That's cool, because uh, I'll be in the back seat making whoopee. Mmm, <laughs> the beard. You know, he'd take me over to that, uh, was that, bottle blonde? <laughs> I could probably get three of them before seven. I I get three DUIs before seven if you want. Time. I don't know how he's done it. Good on him. Ruined a franchise, and they still let him turn it around. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you absolutely are responsible for the death of a franchise and the resurrection of a franchise, and you keep the same job. But Steve Kime, you are a magician in this day and age of sports. Period. Ryan Pace did it for years. They finally caught on to him. How long was he in Chicago? A long time. Yeah, I can't remember. But were they ever at a peak with him? Well, I mean, they made the playoffs with Matt Nagy's first year. Yeah. and they, he, Twice, didn't But they? he had already kind of ruined them to get to that point in the first place. I'm trying to think when he got in there. Yeah, Pace was a mess. But Steve Kime is an absolute one-off in sports, is that you can, you can have an entire coaching staff for one season, trade up to get a 10th pick quarterback that's your future, and jettison it all in a year and start over and keep your job. It, it's impossible. He's I got photos. He's got somebody something. something. He's got he's, he's Michael Bidwell. He's my, has my a, best friend. Michael Bidwell has a micro penis, and he can prove it at any at the drop of a hat. That's it. And uh, he just won't do it. Because I mean, that is you. You can't do that in sports today. Just impossible. GMs get fired for one bad season or a bad draft. This guy's had. He just destroyed the franchise, and then now they're back. And now they got this Kyler Murray thing. have to thing. solve the Murray mystery. I don't know how you – yeah. I guess that's – I guess what they did by signing the beard and the boozer is show Kyler Murray that there's some stability because Cliff and Kyler are tied together. That's his guy. That's the reason, you know, they fired that guy. Uh, was it Wilkes was the coach? Yep. And yeah. they brought in uh, Cliff in the first place is because Kyler and Cliff could work together. That was Man, there's guy. so many. Uh, I've seen it, you know, numerous Crazy. opinion articles, but they're talking about the Kingsbury's trend, or the fading Hot, at the end. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. He hasn't proven he can win any big games, but he's definitely gotten. Look, uh, Cardinal fans are fickle at best. They're mad at a team that faded hard because they should have been better, but 
this you got to remember what you had. You're growing. This next year's huge. Oh, if this they start upcoming season's huge. Well, if they start off fast and do it again, yeah. If they, yeah, I'm just saying they won't start, start off fast. I think the slow at the beginning. You'll would, take would, slow starts. Would take the heat even more. Saying, "Well, here we go." He's been, coaching for, he's been coaching for nine years. He's got eleven wins in his last six games of any season. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. He always together. has a fit. He doesn't. He doesn't start slow. And the slow start, people would be like, "All right, this is different. At least you're getting something different." Because at least you can maybe turn it around. So and you're have saying it. start out slow. Cliff, I'd say. This year. I'd say just keep your foot on the gas this year. Don't don't have any lulls. <laughs> but you're not getting fired. You got five years. And I don't know how you get five years when your quarterback says one more. Oh, they will get fired. He just get a buyout. Yeah, he'll get bought out. Be interesting to see how they figure that one out. So the uh, the other day on the NBA, uh, Barkley was sitting there and they said, uh, uh, Cliff, "Did you see the Cliff them? Kingsbury thing?" Yeah. And they showed a picture of uh, Kingsbury's fireplace in his house, and he's watching the game, watching the Suns game. Man, that guy loves that fireplace. <laughs> That's all he takes pics of. It's hot. Loves that fireplace. I, I see you, Cliff. But, yeah, so Cliff's firing that beautiful house. And the reason Cliff always does point-of-view pictures is because the beard has usually got somebody slobbing his knob, and you don't want to get that in the shot. So I just take pictures of the fireplace. Make love to the lady down by the fire. Probably, head. probably your mom. <laughs> That's the beard doesn't stop at anything, you know. <laughs> the beard, and he shaved it because you know he only grows it through the season. So he's here for five more years, which is Cardinal fans. I think you should be happy, but will it last? It's the big question. Because I don't know if he can. They go after a, a another rookie quarterback this no. year. No. If they if they drafted a quarterback this year, they'd basically be saying, "Hey, Kyler, here's your glove and bat. Go play baseball." They do not draft a quarterback. No possible way. Um, and also today uh, is another great moment for humanity, as I saw on the news this morning. You talk about like my dad should have delivered this news: uh, a Chinese rocket that's been out of control for nine years will hit the moon today. Originally blamed on SpaceX. Well, yes, and China's still like, it's not ours. Nobody wants to claim it. SpaceX is not us. So we're saying it's China, and China's like, I don't know what it is, but it's not ours. I think it already hit. Did it hit already? Because they yeah, were saying that they don't know the... 6 a.m. Eastern, Eastern. Okay, so it has hit. Okay, good. Because the news report this morning that I heard was, nobody expects it to be a problem. <laughs> and that's enough for me to speculate. <laughs> that's enough it's for me that nobody knows. Russia, COVID, First everybody. off... They don't know whose or what it is. <laughs> and we're pretty sure the moon's going to be all right. Never, We've never seen it get hit like this before with some of our stuff. And then the one thing they were worried about, we don't think it's going to hit any of the uh, uh, landing spots or anything for you know American interests. Where Take we got, out our shrines. We got flags and like rovers. And, it's because it didn't happen. Yeah, that's, that's right, why. man. We, we don't have to worry about getting there. Nobody's ever there, bro. So it's smashing into the moon if it's already happened or not. But we don't expect it to be a problem. And China's like, it's not our problem. You guys keep trying to blame us for everything. It's not our rocket. But we have footage of that rocket that we think it is nine years ago. Whirly bird in its way. It was bad from jump. And it just shot itself into space. It hasn't hit anything else, which is amazing. And now it's going to hit the moon. So we'll see if, the, if, you know, if there's a tsunami or something today. Maybe the moon got jarred a little. Where did that come from? Right. <laughs> Could be that uh, indiscriminate. A uh, rocket that just, you know, nobody wants to claim. SpaceX, do they have rockets they've just shot at the moon? I mean, we've crashed things into the moon plenty of times. That's how China used to go. 
China used to bounce China, them off China the moon. China never used to. They didn't what? send any people. They wanted to see that they could get there, and they would crash things into the moon to show that they could get there. They just didn't know how to land it. They were like uh, Simone Biles of uh, space. They had the twisties. They could do the trick, but they couldn't land it. But yeah, so that, that mashed into the moon this morning. So if you notice that your body feels a little off or there's a wolf howling in your backyard, that's probably why. Because <laughs> I can't imagine. Like when the sun has a flare, we have issues. The definition, so, John, is uh, scientists think it's the first time we've ever landed something on the moon by mistake. <laughs> they think that? We're yeah. not sure. Where'd we put the keys? Well, I think I landed those on the moon accidentally. There's a rocket headed directly towards your moon. It could affect your gravitational pull. But it also might not. Who cares? We don't expect it to be a problem. Questions? What does that mean? It's the old Rumsfeld uh, when terrorism was on everybody's mind and he did that press conference that says, uh, our intelligence tells us that there's going to be a horrible attack. We don't know when. We don't know who. And we don't know how. The Liam Neeson so, why did you tell moon? us this? Just shut up. It's like the military saying, we had a rocket land on a building today. <laughs> right. It's the first time we've accidentally landed a rocket on a house. Sorry about that, uh, Johnson family and Topeka. We'll, we'll try harder not to do that again. But there you go. So the moon is affected. Now everybody's going to wobble around today and feel a little bit drunk. I don't think we should be crashing stuff into the moon. I think we just treat the moon pretty nice. I think that's the thing we're like. If we're going to do anything, let's... <laughs> like throwing darts. Yeah. Say, oh, I hit the moon. We shouldn't do that. It should probably... We don't know what the moon's capabilities are. It's been peppered by some asteroids, but who knows? They said it's a, a big enough crater in the moon from this rocket to park 29 tractor trailers. Jesus. Yeah. I <laughs> know. That's a big hit. <laughs> but again, we don't expect too many, tro- too many problems. It's fine. It's fine. Could and be you, worse. And then you think if that rocket, and what was it, like 1,500 miles an hour or something like that? And they said if it were to hit a city at that speed, it's, it's over. Like a, I think it said like Houston and like cities Phoenix size, Philadelphia, Phoenix, it would just obliterate us at that speed. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that great? Yeah. And those things are out great. there. Well, the good thing is we've got an atmosphere that would burn it up, but let's just say one goes goofy off of, off of the launch pad and starts heading towards a. There's a rocket headed directly towards Gilbert. Well, that's not so bad. It's Gilbert. It's ours. We can get rid of Gilbert. <laughs> we don't think it'll be a problem. We're going to have to ask the ladies of Gilbert to put their wine down for five seconds. I know. Please. Um, ladies. We're not doing it. All right. You're going to get hit by a rocket. Another mistake landing? Yeah. We've accident. This is the first time we know of that there's a rocket that has landed on Gilbert accidentally. All the others have been on purpose. <laughs> yeah. So... I don't know what get to under think. the water tower for protection. That's right. Always protect yourself under the water tower because <laughs> Gilbert is. Look, you're in Gilbert. You're you're probably depressed. More than likely that you live in Gilbert. I'm sorry, Brady. I'm right. Am I wrong? Am I? Uh, you live there. We all were there. It's a lovely community, but you want everyone wants out. Everyone wants freedom. It's it's family prison is what Gilbert is. It's a lovely community, but you admit it. You had more fun outside of Gilbert than you have in Gilbert, and you'd love to escape someday. And once Kirby turns 18, you're going to get some kick-ass condo downtown. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, you're going to be like a bullet ricocheting off a rock. My friend Mark moved out of Gilbert, and it's like I got my friend back. And I guess I just miss my friend. He was Gilbert for years and intolerable. And when his Gilbert friends come over, I always I throw my hands up. because you see what I'm talking about? 
These people have been in prison. They don't act like normal people anymore at all. When they get out amongst the normals, they scream and yell like it's a college party. They don't understand what it's like to not be at a family event. Or Postinos. Got me kicked out of the swizzle because of Gilbert's. They got a Postinos there. That's what I'm saying. That's why we put it there. You stay away from ours. You guys do your family posters. Put everything in Gilbert to keep you guys in it. We don't want you out. You don't behave normally outside of it. So so what you're saying is build that wall. Build that that wall. wall. (laughs) Yes. Keep Gilbert in Gilbert. It's a lovely place. It needs to stay there. Because when I see them leaving, I tell you, when I got into the Swizzle Inn with those two Gilbertsons and they didn't have their kids, it was like, it was a conjugal visit for a prison leave. Uh, this dude, you got 48 hours, you're free for 48 hours, and they were nuts <laughs> and not in a fun way. They were trashing the town, and I'm like, you guys need to take this back to your burg where all the others are like you and you all understand you're equally yoked. We're normal people. We don't go to places where there's Cheerios on the floor of the bar. <laughs> we're free from our children. Oh, God. Gilbertson's free from their kids. It's the worst nightmare in the world. They don't know how to behave. And they show up at our regular people bars and lose their minds. Screaming, doing spiced rum like they're 19 again. Looney Tune. Taggers, man. So you get your you get your undertow and you get all your Gilbert stuff. But if a rocket hit it, nobody'd care. Be like, whew, that's a bunch of less people that are gonna be heading out to Century Grand to sit in my train. Turn it into another restaurant. Yeah, the only people that would mind if Gilbert got hit by a rocket are Ernest and Julio Gallo. Because <laughs> a whole bunch of those depressed housewives would we that would knock it. Label would knock it. it stiff. You know who else would? Uh, you know who else would suffer? Um, the, the manufacturers of uh, doormats that say it's wine thirty or something. <laughs> still, that's the only place those exist. Is in apartment complexes when exactly. they hand they are it somewhere. It's those. Those are the ones. Those are the doormats. Are clever people in Gilbert have. Brady, you got to get out of there. You're too good for this. We got to move you out of Gilbert ASAP because you start turning into your parents. It's the, it's the commercials. It's the commercial, yeah. You start watching programs. We've noticed Brady saying that the ladies are drinking wine at three thirty to seven. Deli department was slicing the meat. <laughs> you're you're, spot you're on happy yesterday. with the deli guy. You're entertained by some pretty basic stuff because <laughs> you've had your human sucked out of you, and now you're just nothing but a dad. <laughs> you got to be people still. You got to be an individual. What's that one that says, uh, grapes were made for stomping? I went to somebody's house and that was on their doormat. Wipe your feet and grapes are made for stomping. And I'm like, oh, this is an uncreative household. We're going into a nightmare here. We'll stay for five minutes. Yes, we will. Sure enough, you go in there, gaggle the children on one side in a bounce house, bunch of drunk housewives holding red wine. And guys going, I take the 202, and it takes me about six minutes. <laughs> drive to the 202. That's a party. Well, you know what I can't stand? It's like goddamn Val Vista's under construction. You got to go all the way around and get back onto the 60. I take the 202 around now, and I take it up through Mexico. Are you guys talking about routes to work still? Who else is in crypto? Yeah. Anybody else that's in crypto? <laughs> got some Shiba Inu? <laughs> oh, my God. They've had their life forces sucked out of them. And then some little eight-year-old will scream at the top of her lungs. I, I, Brady, we should pray that a rocket goes rogue from China and smashes into Gilbert. And right at that it'll tower. It'll be protected because it'll bounce off every one of those bounce houses. No, there's a lot of bounce houses. That is the best part of Gilbert is that a good gust of wind and you lose about 
thirty percent of the population. Oh, look, the balloons are up again. <laughs> it looks like nope. the balloon fiesta every time there's a haboob. Just kids floating around in bounce houses for about thirty-five feet. But uh, yeah, so be careful out there. The rocket hit the moon this morning. We don't know what's coming. We have no idea. It's going to affect fishing. For sure. Oh, no. <laughs> what? Uh, what? Uh, what? Uh, what are you no. talking about? <laughs> Fish are always affected by the tides. I'd be able to and, catch a lunker bass today. Hey, look, you could always... Uh, catfishing? I'm telling you right now, catfishing was always about full moons. And then what'd you do after you catch it, Brett? Nothing. <laughs> Come on, you know. No. You put your thumb in it. No. <laughs> yeah, you put your thumb in it. And then you do what? You take a step back and you stretch it out. Show me Make a brand look like a large man. Show me your fish, put a palm in his mouth. Stupid music for stupid people. I agree. I've been saying it for years. It's the worst. I've been saying it for years. It's uh, talk about having the life force sucked out of you. You're a country music fan. That's going to be the name on the back of your bass tracker, Brett. No, I don't Show know. me Show your me fish. Your fish. <laughs> yeah. I guarantee if that song took off from old Clayton Anderson going out there in his ranger, getting himself a large mount, telling you how to pose with it afterwards, give it a kiss. Show me your fish. This is a song for humans. I wish that rocket would hit his house. Oh, yeah. Well, that would be nice. We should pray to Brady's God that a rocket smashes into Clayton's house or boat. <laughs> there, yeah, there you go. Wreck his boat. Well, I still, I just tie a string to a stick. Make myself fisherman any way I can. I don't need no ugly stick. <laughs> Show me your fish. It's still funny. I got about a thousand emails yesterday about that. So thanks for making me dumber today. I'm like, I told you, country music does. <laughs> it's not me. Blame country music. Stick your thumb in its mouth. Take a step back and square them out. Tell you how to pose with your, with your win. Your trophy. <laughs> Idiots. Anyway, what do you got on the big board of musical treats today? It's going to snow. It is. Again. It is. So make sure you head on over to Action Ride Shop because, well, that's who's bringing you guys a wake-up song. And they have the best selection. All the rentals, all the sales that get you up in the snow. And if you don't want to head up north, then no problem. You can hit the trails on one of their bikes. And they have them in all price ranges. Yes. All right. For For you bougies (laughs) and for you cheapskates. They got you covered. Broke dick to bougie. (laughs) That's right. Action Ride Shop's got you covered. So check them out, actionrideshop.com. A uh, bunch of stuff up here. Hailstorm, Motley Crue, uh, Metallica for uh, Newstead's birthday, Dead Kennedys, oh. Soil Ministry. It's Newstead's birthday today? How yeah. old's Newstead? Mid-50s? I don't even know, to be honest with you. Brady probably has that. Uh, Corrosion of Conformity, congratulations song for The Beard. The Beard. Uh, yeah, Gnostic Front, Alice in Chains. Was Newstead on Injustice for All? Yeah, that was his first album. Was that his first, that his first one? Yeah. Okay. I was but it's an 11-minute song. No, I'm not playing that. So. It's a great song. Oh, it's great. I think we just did it anyway. Not that one, but Metallica. Yeah, we just played. Food. I say COC for the beard. Let's do it. Let's give the beard his, his due. Uh, you guys are the best. <laughs> the beard wants to say thank you for all that. Cliff Kingsbury is going to go out and celebrate tonight. Um, but I couldn't get out of the house because when I got to the driveway, I was getting blown by a neighbor. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty great here. Scottsdale, uh, on alert. My first weekend with a new contract. I'm going to get Scottsdale pregnant. Beard out. Newstead's 59. He's oh. 59. He was the kid. Yeah. How about that? Damn, how old's Hetfield? Man? i got to look that up. He's in his 60s. Painful. Six years older than Chaz Bono. <laughs> well, that was my next question. 
How, that's my question about everything. How much older or younger is he than Chaz Bono? And Chaz Bono's <laughs> only like 13. The, actually, Hetfield's the younger The Bono gauge. Hetfield's younger He's than... 58. Is that right? Yeah. How about that? I thought Newstead was the young kid. Because when he came in, I thought he was the, the prodigy. He's older than them. Younger than Chaz, apparently. By the way, this weekend you can go to the Highland Games in Gilbert, uh, Scotland Highland Games. So if you want to have... Uh, raw meat stuffed in intestinal lining and throw a log at someone. Just ask for Thomas Wells. Yeah. Thomas even told me once. I'm like, hey, Thomas, you want to go to the Scottish Highland Games? Where's that? I'm like, I think they're having it out at some park in East Mesa. Oh, God. That's going to be a nightmare. Everybody thinks they know what we do in Scotland. Caber tosses and haggis throwing. Caber tosses. And he's right. They throw telephone poles like 25 feet and then eat. Uh, intestines. That's not what it is. Well, blood pudding, though, and that's good. You know what blood pudding is? Blood. And oatmeal. <laughs> They're not kidding by the name. Take the blood of whatever animal that is, put in some oats, chill it, it'll coagulate, and we'll put a spoon in it and we'll stuff it in our mouths. Why would you do that? We don't like jello. They're disgusting. So I told him about it. He goes, oh, that's great. He'll have like four Scotsmen just ruining everything, going out there making it seem like that's what we are. That's not all we're about. And then he got out there and he's in his kilt running around. The caber toss, I won. Haggis eating contest, I won. He'll still go out there for the ice cold McEwen's. Oh, I got McEwen's, I'll have that. But the best thing is, is that there's a haggis throwing contest at the Highland Games because it's their food. And the best thing you can do with it is throw it far away from yourself. A hand chuck. It is haggis. It's stomach lining. Sheep stomach sto- stuff with uh, sausage and oh. innards. Yeah, and all it's that. their oh. stomach lining, and then they take a bunch Line of other parts of it. Fine seasonings. And they slam it in there and put some pepper on it and call oh. it food. It's oh. it's. Robin Williams said the greatest line about Scotland ever. He goes, "Their food." Oh no, it was a uh, Mike Myers. Their food is based on a dare. I dare you to eat that. <laughs> Well, not stomach lining. Stuff it in its intestinal line. They take out its large intestines, and that's the casing. And then they stuff things in it. Oh, haggis is good when it's done right. No, it's not. Man. If you really want Scotland, what you have to do is get a bunch of people who have no filters and are racist. And you really want to celebrate Scotland. You have a heroin den. Uh, you have a train station. And you have people offending Asians. That's it. That's all the whole country is. And all, and have fun at the Highland Games when you go. And the best thing you can do is wander over to the first one. Hey, I come over. I'm from Ayr. I, uh, I got here in 1997. I'm like, oh, yeah? How do you guys feel about how uh, the Chinese are the real inventors of golf? Oh, you bastard! Because China invented golf. And the Scots think that they did it, but they did it. And they lose their minds when you tell them they didn't do anything. Oh, they lose it. Now they just say, we made it better. No, they don't. They don't admit China had anything to do with it. Oh, those Chinese did nothing. We had golf long before there was a China. That's not true. <laughs> Get away from me. That I'll feed you haggis. <laughs> Scott, there's certain countries that shouldn't have traditions we celebrate. But Gilbert will. Because it makes them feel diverse. And the best part of diversity is white diversity. We just like the accent. Amen. Yeah, we don't want any of those. We're not having Africa Festival over there in the Gilbert. We'll have the Scottish Highland Games. because Who's going to that? That doesn't scare me as much. Look Brittany. at white people diversity. That's Gilbert's idea of like really stretching out the world. Brittany, I'm not sure you know what the term diverse means. No, I do. It's, listen, he's got an accent. He's Nordic. 
Next week is Copenhagen week. We're all going to ride bikes. Jaffers. Put her fingers in dikes. Janny goes over there and goes, we'd like to teach you about South ah! Sudan. Call the police. <laughs> Robert. He's about to touch Maddie. Yeah, they're not having any real fun out there in Gilbert. What's a white person with an accent from another country like? <gasps> so exotic. I'll throw this pool and then you can eat some of the guts of my lamb. Oh, my goodness. Their cuisine is so cultured. <laughs> it's wine 30. God, remember? Remember, Brady, before you moved to Gilbert, when you had a life force and a drive to live? There, the diversity is a lot more than you realize. Is it? Uh, yeah, they've been doing a lot of adopting. <laughs> well, there's that. That is I true. I mean, it is popular. <laughs> that is true. They do drag over kids of color and then claim themselves as saviors of the earth. Yep. That is true. Yep. But what they do is teach them to be proper whites. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> there's you, this, would... you meet that kid that came over from the Sudan and 10 years later is like, you know what's great? Wine 30. And I also take the 202 to get to my job as a janitor. So, Lincoln, what, uh... You know what I like to just be called Link? That's what my dad calls me, and he's my dad. Do you play basketball? <laughs> I wish. No, I'm an accountant. Huh. They really stole you right out of the... Wow. Looks like a bad hot pocket. Yep. Is that haggis? That's yeah. haggis. Well, it looks like a blown-out egg. Got to tie off both ends of the stomach. That looks like... Uh, you know what that looks like? Um, remember uh, the blue waffle? Oh, yeah. On the internet? <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> Brett does. His head All just right. hit Hope the Solo? <laughs> Hope Solo? Yeah, it's Hope Solo. Haggis is Hope Solo. And I and there's only one of those two things I'd actually eat. And it ain't Haggis. Ugh. Anyway, all right. You got the song ready to go for the beard? Yeah. All right. Congrats to the beard. Yeah, enjoy yourself for the uh, Highland Games. And you know what? There's a lot of nice uh, uh, lakes over there in Gilbert as well, isn't there? Oh, yeah. Show me Get the fish out of there and take them over there. Right. Drop your ugly <laughs> stick in there. Like Get your ugly stick in. Teach your adopted black child how to fish. Oh, man. I hate people. Get that triple-decker Plano fishing I, I just don't tackle like box. Nice. Yeah. No offense to your beautiful town, Brady, but I hate it there. No offense. None. None. I shouldn't. This shouldn't offend you, but boys, that town suck. And they brag about it all. We got all the stuff that normal people have. I'm like, you realize why we did that, right? So you guys stay put. It's awesome sauce, John. I don't know <laughs> exactly. That's the type of crap I'm talking about. It's the Guy Fieri of towns. <laughs> it has no creativity. It thinks it's funny. And amongst us normals, it just sticks out like a sore thumb. It's like, what's going on? You guys act like wine has just been invented. It's the best thing you're, ever. You're excited about drinking like a 15-year-old who just found the key to his parents' liquor cabinet. Those ladies show up in that Mercedes Sprinter van they, at, oh. uh, <laughs> at Postino. Van. <laughs> a Sprinter van filled with alcoholic women who act like they've just discovered drinking. Oh, my God. We're going out, us girls. <laughs> This is the third day in a row you're at Postino's. I know. You've been to Joyride? It's the best. I understand there's another one out in Phoenix, but everybody stares at us because when we woo-hoo, nobody else woo-hoos. Because <laughs> we're normal. We're not excited about alcohol anymore. It's not our first time in the end zone. They get so excited about drinking together, and they giggle. What are you going to have? <laughs> I'm getting spiced rum. Oh, God, you're crazy. <laughs> Let's go to Cremastry. Normal people, we sit and wallow in our alcohol and think about how bad life is. That's what you're <laughs> supposed to do. 
Uh, anyway, all right, for the beer. What are we doing, Corrosion of Conformity? Mm-hmm. It's the Celebrate. It's the Cool the Gang song. song. Cool the Gang Celebrate cover. <laughs> we <laughs> already had that around that's right. here. That's right. That's the theme to Gilbert. Remember, everybody, this isn't so bad, right? The music says so. It's out of control now. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet! Mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.